Hey everybody, it's me, your friendly Dungeon Master. Just a quick note before we start the show, not going to take up too much of your time. Uh, we're going to come in hot in a minute in some very cool banter before the show really gets going. But just a quick disclaimer uh, for any kids out there listening or uh, any uh, adults with uh, questionable decision-making skills, don't eat poison. I really feel like I'm like in a liminal space, you know? Like, I'm like, ooh, here we so go. Do you have a code or? Yeah. No, he's just rolling on Zanny. Yeah. No, yeah, just <laughs> I was like, this is, this is me yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Man, did anyone in this room ever watch Drill, Drillbit Taylor? Yeah, that rings a bell. What is yeah. Drillbit Taylor? It? It's an Owen Wilson film where some, wow. some kids hire him as a bodyguard because they're being bullied at school. Because he's oh, like, he's, yeah. he's ex military. Yeah, and he he's like he's really hapless. Is the whole thing? He's like he's like a marine, but like he's not allowed to like hit the kids because he he like well, it'd be an adult it'd be a crime. Yeah, it'd be a, cr- a criminal offense. So he just kind of like does a bunch of goofy shit, and like he's kind of like portrayed to be really hapless. And then like at the end of the movie, like one of the bullies is like beating him up, and it becomes like revealed over time that like he got kicked out of the military for being like I don't know some like lethal killing machine or something. I can't remember what it was, but he gets like dishonorably discharged, and he was like this washed-up marine. What you're and too then, good at killing soldiers? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but like they really couldn't stop him. He's been kicked out. Like it, it, it's made clear throughout the course of the movie that like he's not actually useless. He just fucking maybe he like he killed someone and he. I think that's it. He killed someone and he felt really bad. I shot like, a kid. Yeah, he's basically that guy from Die Hard who shot a kid, and he felt really bad and he couldn't do it, so they like discharged him. And then, so, like, towards the end of the movie, like, he's protecting these nerd kids, and then, like, the bully wants to beat them up, and so, like, he steps in, and the bully's, like, beating him up, and they're like, fight back, drill bit! And he's like, I can't, he's a child! And the guy's like, actually, I'm 18. And he's literally like, what? And then he just beats the shit out of this kid in the middle of the school! And that's the end of the movie! Because he's an adult, and he feels that that's okay! <laughs> Have you not seen the movie? Wow. No, I, I just, like, saw a lot of the trailers all yeah. the time. Wow, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is all a discussion for Still Interested, our mm. TV reboot remake podcast. Yeah, Not a discussion TV film for <laughs> How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, our D&D 5e actual play for Curio. Oh, I'm chewing to advertise now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was me doing my pre-recorded roll straight in race. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. I already tried yes, to start the podcast once. I'm sorry. Uh, but here we are again in uh, How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, a D&D 5e actual play for Curio. I'm your smooth Friday night dungeon master, Ben McAllister. Uh, I am Jackson Newson. I'm Thomas Owen. And I'm Grace Chappell. And it's important to note that this is a Friday night. We don't often record on a Friday night. Usually mm-hmm. we're, like, late on a Sunday. But, like, fucking by merit of it being a Friday night, I think it's going to be a little bit groovy. Jackson's all hopped up on codeine. We've all got wine. Yeah. It's all very good. Yeah, I am, I am ill. That's, that's not like a, <laughs> that's like a recreational fun choice. Yeah, uh, Jackson's not yeah. just making his own custom syrup. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Syrup, yeah. I mean, if, uh, if Jody has some interesting ideas, just roll with it, guys. Yeah. Like, I'm going to... 
in a fun place. So. It's going to be our most psychedelic episode yet, <laughs> and that's saying something. Do you guys remember episode 3.5, where all your characters took mushrooms and like tripped out in the woods for like three straight days? That's a bonus episode. We're gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. Got, got a pay, paywall on that Patreon one. Patreon yeah. bonus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we've been fucking around for long enough, and we should um, play D&D now. Let's do yeah. it. I'd love to. When we last left our heroes, they'd just defeated a werebore, their most deadly foe yet. They recalled that a page from the library in Aldbridge by the name of Davin had gone missing in the same section of woods that they were now travelling, and concluded that he may well have been taken by the very same beast. They left Drasilia to guard the group of refugees that they were escorting to Sanctuary, and Duncan, Jody, and Garrick set out in pursuit of the werebore's lair. On arrival, they found Davin and a young boy from Aldridge named Geoffrey locked in metal cages. Davin revealed that he had left town in pursuit of the black wagon that had taken many books from the library under the orders of the king, but was subsequently captured and infected by the werebore. The party resolved to bring Davin and Geoffrey to Sanctuary, in the hopes that Davin could be cured. On arrival at Sanctuary, our heroes were met by Hasselback, a halfling man and the leader of the brothers and sisters of Gliada who maintained the settlement. Hasselback informed them, over a welcome dinner, that the inner sanctum of the church contained a hidden library untouched by the king's men, but that in order to be allowed access to these sacred inner chambers, our adventurers would need to prove themselves worthy to Cleada. Finally, the group decided to consult Valeria's notebook, and found a new section had revealed itself. The section, titled Temple of Life, read as follows. Those who wish to enter and conquer the Temple of Life must accept life for what it is. They must accept that struggle and change are part of life, and that in order to progress forwards and reach new heights, it is sometimes necessary to sink to new lows. The party advanced to level 4, and that brings us to right now. Yeah, and so after you guys read the book, you all uh, leveled up, and it's like the end of that evening before we roll into the next day. We may as well handle your level up. Let's handle your hit points first, everybody. So, um, um, do, you, do you want to email that? that yeah, hit dice. dice, hit dice. So, what's yours? D8? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm going to take mine. What'd you get? A six. Nice. Very good. So, what's Yodi's new max HP? 32. That's pretty good. Old Granier. I'll take yours. Two. I uh, Had to happen eventually. Uh, had to happen eventually. Not getting a six for your hit dice roll. Yeah. Yeah. And Death uh, comes for us all. Yeah. And Duncan, mm. you've got that tenzo, right? I'll take yours. Four. Oh, I got a three. Nice. Oh. <laughs> You're gaining that one every time. Um, what does that put everyone's max HP at? Forty-two. Nice. Oh, getting beefy. I'm thirty-two. <laughs> I am also on thirty-two. Hey. hey! I'm as tough as a sorcerer. <laughs> you got better AC, right? <laughs> oh shit, yeah, I do. My AC went up. Okay, yeah, so let's, let's go through what happens at level 4 for old Jody. You get ability score improvement. Ability score improvement. So, two, so that. for anyone who doesn't know, that's like to your base stats, like strength, dex, con, that stuff. You can add two points. Mm-hmm. So did you put them both into decks? Uh, yes, both into decks. Uh, I could have also gotten a feat, but I decided not to. So what's um, your dex now? My dex is 18. Nice. Yeah, so, so you get a plus 4 to dex. Hey, and so that means more damage and also better attack rolls mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, I also get uh, slow fall. Oh, what does that mean? Just um, generally speaking, you fall slowly? Yeah, basically. It means that I can use my reaction when I fall to reduce any falling damage by an amount equal to five times my monk level. Man, that's neat. Yeah, falling slowly, just like the frames. Nice. So, Duncan, you've also got ability scores, but you have, I believe, elected that you're not going to take ability score improvements. You're going to take a feat instead? 
Yes, I'm going to take Great Weapon Master. Do you want to run us through what that does real quick? So it's kind of like the old feats, uh, for anyone who knows the old feats, it's kind of like cleave and power attack at the same time. So if I kill a creature, or in this case, if I crit, I can make an extra attack with a Mm -hmm. bonus action. Mm -hmm. And then also I can choose to take minus five on my attack roll to then do plus 10 damage if I hit. Ah, very cool. So it's like a sharpshooter type thing. Very cool, very cool. Um, neat. Does uh, Duncan get anything else as he levels up? No. Which brings me through to Drazilia. So I'm going to take the active feat. So instead of doing ability score improvements? Yep. So that puts so your charisma up to... 18. Nice. And you it's also get the active stuff, which is, I believe, advantage on deception and performance checks? Yes, and the ability to mimic speech of people that I've heard. Nice. To clarify, that's deception and performance checks when impersonating somebody. Yeah, when being in character. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My mum will be so proud. Yeah, doesn't your, doesn't your dad listen to the show, guys? Yes, he does. Is, hey, Dad. Is he gonna <laughs> love? Is he gonna love all your lies? Oh my! Oh my! Deceptions? You yeah. mean? Oh, is that what you meant by your mum will be so proud? No, I meant like choosing an acting career path. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna choose um, second level spell, Scorching Ray. And you get a new cantrip as well, right? Yep. Um, Firebolt on okay. the Okay. Hey. Double down hey. on fire damage. Yeah. yeah. Classic. It's getting cool. hot in here. Classic druzzy. So burn down all your foes. Dang. <laughs> Pretty good. That's good. We're all so surprised. Thanks, guys. Makes me feel so good when you actually like my jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, keep putting up fucking match winners like that. (laughs) Keep laughing. Uh, Cool. So now that you guys have leveled up, you can head off to sleep. You get your long rest. Hasselback said when you guys all came into town that those of you that didn't already have accommodation could be put up inside the church itself. So you all head inside. There's a whole bunch of refugees and everyone's sort of like laying out swags and sleeping bags or, you know, bedrolls, getting ready for the night. And then you awake as the sun pours through the stained glass windows on the side of the church. And uh, <laughs> what do you guys want to do? I think uh, if we're feeling like the inner sanctum is probably like like an important sort of like next step sort of thing, are we, I guess, assembling downstairs? Yeah, so let's just go outside and see the guy. Go outside and see Hasselback. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so you guys head outside uh, and you can see that uh, Hasselback is already up. He's clearing away uh, with some other guys the last of the tables and the chairs from the big dinner. And uh, as he sees the three of you emerging from the front of the church, he sort of waves and he walks up and he says, Ah, good morning. I'm glad to see that you've all uh, slept well, I trust. Well enough, yeah. Very good. Uh, Well, if you're ready to have that uh, conversation with me sometime soon, uh, I should be wrapping up this in a couple of minutes and I can uh, meet you guys in my chambers. And uh, he he heads back and finishes carrying the tables, and then you guys are free to kind of just, like, have a nice look around for a little bit, if you've got anything you want to do. Trunkan will turn to his companions and say, The other day I went into the apothecary and with just a little bit of pressure managed to get some healing potions out of him. It's pretty peaceful here. I don't think they really need them. And I don't want to overdo it myself, but I reckon if the two of you go in, you might also be able to just persuade him into... Giving us some more potions. Just don't mention that you're with me, I reckon. <laughs> All right. Do you think we should, like, fake an injury? I have some experience in, like, makeup. Uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Nice. I mean, I'm sure the apothecary is a good man. I'd, I don't want to get into a full-on con here. I just mean... <laughs> it sounds a lot like you're trying to run a grift here, dude. <laughs> it's like when you go trick-or-treating and you swap masks and go back for more food. 
None of us have no, that no, experience. We didn't do that, <laughs> That's not universal. <laughs> is that a thing you actually did? It's <laughs> pretty terrible. Wait, is that, that actually a thing, thing that Thomas Owen did? Is that what? a thing that Thomas Owen did? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say is there are some very nice houses across the park from where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Were you going by yourself or with friends? No, or like... <laughs> no, my point is, who was taking you, though? Oh, as in, uh, so there were, like, three of us mates, and we all had, like, multiple aspects to our costume, and so we went up three of us together, <laughs> then just, like, swapped bits over. Like, the same person who answered the door knew it was us and was like, you guys are ridiculous, <laughs> but gave us more lint chocolate anyway. As a little kid, that was mind blowing. I thought Man. maybe like you bought three costumes yeah, every yeah. day. <laughs> a quick change in the bush. Okay, so are you guys gonna head into the apothecary and try and run this grift or what? <laughs> um, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think Jody's like as jazz about yeah. this. <laughs> I don't mean con the man. I just mean point out that we really do need these. Look, we did a good service here. We delivered all these refugees. We got a long journey ahead. Let's go get some healing potions, Jody. I didn't lie to him. I didn't threaten him. I literally just said, I do need it. Uh, the two of you, feel free to, to go ahead. I'm going to uh, practice my flips outside. <laughs> <laughs> and Jody just starts flipping. Flipping up and down the staircase that yeah. leads up to the church? Yeah. yeah. How, about this, that sort of thing? How about this, Jody? Why don't you put on his robes and go in? <laughs> <laughs> See Listen. if you can get more. Drazilia was really buff the last time. I couldn't make it in public. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I've been in... Drasilia, why don't you just go see if you can get some more potions out of him. I'll hang with Jody while he right. practices his flips. Doing it all by myself once again. Sure. So, uh, Drasilia, assuming that you walk into the apothecary, uh, it's very early morning, uh, but sure enough, Giles is there first thing. He's walking in, he's taking things out of his bag and putting them on his desk. And, and you two walk past the shelf with the crates and bottles labelled Sanctuary Cider. And as you walk in, Giles turns to you and goes... Hey, uh, what, what, what do you want? What are you doing in here? What can I get for you? Oh, my good friend. Hello. It's a pleasure to meet you. I love that Drasilia starts every social interaction by just being like, we're very good friends. You and I. Yeah. Very it's, very, it's very Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, it really is. She's got that real alternate facts vibe. Um, I have been told that this is a wonderful place of healing and... <laughs> And me, stuff. me and my friends. Yeah, Giles, coach, says, stop blowing smoke up my ass. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I have a long, dangerous journey ahead, and I was wondering if there is anything that you can give me that will, in the event of an emergency, help me on this journey. Uh, uh, let me see what I can do. And uh, he starts rummaging through his drawers in his desk, and he's like pulling out these many small drawers of different sizes. And uh, eventually, he pulls out like a small sort of vial of liquid. Puts it down on the counter in front of him and says, here you go, this uh, should just about do the trick. Just uh, don't go telling everybody where you get them and make sure you put it to good use. Thank you, good sir. Do I owe you anything or...? It's uh, strictly not for sale, but we do accept donations. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the Drazilio is out of there. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, all right. And uh, goes back to unpacking his stuff and getting ready for the day. For your records, that is a minor... Oh, it's just a healing potion. Potion oh. healing. Okay. Man. I was kind of hoping there was like, like a filter of love. Or like, or like hill giant strength or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Drazilio drinks the hill giant strength potion and just <laughs> fucking gets so beefy. Yeah. I mean, I assume Drazilio probably wouldn't have known anyway. Just yeah, exactly. Was. Hmm. You can actually, by the rules, taste a potion to find out what it is. That's Which true. is oh. the stupidest mechanic. It doesn't make any sense because, right? like, you should have to waft it, right? You get, like, you get. It's like you taste. You get none of the effects of the potion. You don't diminish any of the potion. You just taste it. And you're like, mm, hill giant strength. And yeah. It's just like, why don't they just? Why don't they just tell you what? Like, oh, you find this, but well, it might as well just be written on the fucking potion container or by color. Like, yeah, maybe it does affect you, for, but just for like a split second. Yeah, and so for a split, that wouldn't make sense with a healing. No, potion. can you taste yeah. poison? Like. That seems to Apparently, be... you can tell if it's like a poison instead of a potion. Yeah, with a little. Oh, so. Yeah, it's got that real poisonous umami. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's None like... of them are that strong. It's like parmesan, <laughs> yeah. the ultimate umami. Mm. Poison is the Just ultimate umami. Uh... You heard it here first, kids at home. <laughs> what? <laughs> Poison's delicious, I guess. I don't know. So- something about that. Nice. Got yeah. to throw a disclaimer up top now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to get. <laughs> like, hey guys, uh, this is Benzie. I'm here before we start. I just want to put out here. Don't eat poison. Uh, <laughs> Just because becomes, I said it was tasty. It becomes relevant later on. <laughs> yeah, it was in the middle of a whole heated passion. Uh, <laughs> a whole heated passion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, good. So if no one else wants to uh, run a grift on, on old Giles here, then uh, we'll say that Hasselback's finished stacking away his tables, and uh, he walks past you guys and says, uh, I'm ready for you now. If you'll follow me into my chambers, we can have that discussion. And uh, assuming you guys do that, you walk back through the church, you're seeing people uh, wake up, get ready to go about their business. Some of the brothers and sisters uh, are sort of uh, beginning to tidy things up and put things away inside the church. What colour were their robes again, by the way? White. Like, white. Yeah, cool. White. They're cool. all white. Mm-hmm. You notice that Garrick and Andrea are only just sort of starting to stir for the day. Neither of them is really up and about yet, so you decide not to bother them. You guys follow Hasselback up the centre of the two aisles of pews, and he leads you off to a small sort of chamber on the side, which is like his private study and also bed chamber. He sits down, and there's a few other chairs that you guys can take a seat in, as he indicates you to do. I shall. Yeah? Yeah. All right, everybody sits. Take a seat. He says, so you want to get into the inner sanctum? Yes. To check out the library, I believe. Yes, for... Purely academic purposes. Mm, I can appreciate that, but uh, it's sort of against our values and beliefs here to allow outsiders into the inner sanctum. But there is something you can do for us that would uh, prove your commitment to Gliata, which uh, would allow us to grant you entry. Tell us how we can help. This is something of a delicate matter that we wouldn't usually discuss with outsiders, so I, I would appreciate your discretion on this. Of course. You may have noticed, uh, if you visited the apothecary or around, uh, containers of a beverage known as Sanctuary Cider. Sanctuary Cider is an incredibly potent restorative. It's the the culmination of generations of craft here in Sanctuary, and uh, the special ingredient is sourced from one location only. It's special water that comes out of the Temple of Gliata. Not the church we're currently sitting in, this is a separate location nearby. Once every six months or so, we usually send some representatives into the temple, and uh, I can alert you now that it's quite challenging and quite dangerous. There seem to be protections laid in place. It's been here longer than we have. We uh, don't go in there more than we need to, but 
we need a new delivery of the water from inside at the altar of Gliada to brew more cider. And you are asking for our help to uh, bring this delivery in? Things have gotten hard around here. We're getting more refugees than we're used to. We're kind of uh, understaffed and we don't really have the personnel. There's a small complicating factor this time around. We need more of the water than we've ever taken before. We simply don't have the people who are strong enough to make it through the temple and retrieve the water required. What are the main threats that would await us at the temple? This is the tricky part. It would be contrary to the trials of the temple, proving yourselves worthy for me to give you too much information. Part of the nature of the thing is in proving yourselves worthy, you have to overcome the challenges left by Gliada in the temple. It's a gauntlet designed for three people. That's convenient. (laughs) (laughs) We bring back the water and we get to go into the library. Is that basically... If you can do this for us and, and meet the requirements of this large amount of water from the altar, we can... That should, uh, prove your commitment to Gliada, and, uh, it should be acceptable for us to allow you into the library. I'm not entirely comfortable going in with such limited, uh, information. I can tell you a few things. I can tell you that... <coughs> Jody puts his fingers in his ears. <laughs> He's like super onto this. Like yeah, he he's just like, like he wants mess. a mystery dungeon. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. He's like, uh, so, so, so Hasselback says, I can tell you that once the main door is open, you'll only have two hours before it closes again. And once it closes, we haven't been able to open it for three months. It seems to be sealed by some kind of magical means. I can tell you there's a secondary switch. Uh, that'll make more sense when you're standing there. On the far side of the temple, near the altar of Gliada, where the water comes out, that you can hold to postpone the closing of the main door. But uh, once you're in there, you're going to need to make a good pace through. So when you said that you haven't been able to open it for three months at a time, is that people have died in there and you've opened it to find their corpses? We've been fortunate enough not to have that occur in my time here at Sanctuary as leader, but the records indicate that some have met their end there in the past. We should be okay, right? <laughs> I mean, we only need to take three months' worth of food and water and through the door. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can ask him, like, what it's worth. You can ask the guy more questions. Like, he hasn't said, I've given you all the information I can, but he is basically like, I can't give you, like, a fucking layout, fucking puzzle-by-puzzle puzzle breakdown of mm-hmm. what's going on. What should we take with us? Your regular gear that's gotten you this far should be sufficient to... Meet the challenges of the temple. What, how do you transport the water? We can provide you with uh, vessels to contain it. I, we... I take my fingers out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Yeah. At this um, point, I'm going to say <clears throat> Garrick uh, has woken up. He's a bit of a sleepy boy. And he kind of like... Uh, I forgot about Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> I know you all did. I did He kind of walks into the, the chamber where you guys are standing. He's like, oh, what's all this then? What's going on? And uh, Hasselback says... I was just informing your friends of the uh, task I need them to complete before I can grant you all access to the Inner Sanctum. I suppose uh, you'd be welcome to take one of their places if you so desire. And he says, uh, well, can't we all go? And he says, the challenges of the temple are only designed for three. And uh, Garrick says, well, quite happy to uh, sit this one out myself if uh, that works for you all. I'm feeling pretty knackered, to be honest. 
Actually, I'm uh, suddenly very afraid of my own mortality now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Eric says, well, if uh, that all sounds good to you guys, then uh, I'll just hang out here and uh, get the lay of the land. At this point, you notice that uh, Garrick seems kind of distracted in this conversation, like his mind is somewhere else, and you can uh, notice him casting glances off back in the direction of the refugees that you escorted into Sanctuary. Good hug. Cool. You guys are hanging out with Hasselback, and he, he goes on to tell you that... So, if you recall, when you came into Sanctuary, um, Sanctuary's kind of like in this basin at the foot of this plateau. So, it's like there's this sort of like raised plateau that's maybe like 100 metres high... And at the foot of it, there's kind of like a lowered section of land that Sanctuary's in. The temple is like on the top of that plateau. And he sort of pulls out like a map of the local area and says, the temple's here. And he, he points out a small location that's marked as uh, Temple of Gliata. You can find your way there using one of these paths. And he, he draws a few sort of like areas on the map. One that sort of goes around to the north and picks its way up this sort of uh, rocky plateau. And one which does essentially the same thing to the south. There's no immediate rush. You guys could leave any time in the next day or so. It should only take you about a day to get there, complete the temple, and get back. I say, let's just go. Jacilia <laughs> is bored. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean. I think uh, if you need this uh, this water to make the cider to help people, then why why wait? I'm very glad that you're of that opinion, Jody. I can give you these to help you along your way. Some of the last of the previous batch of sanctuary cider. And he pulls out three small brown bottles and puts them on the counter. Uh, these should uh, help you best the challenges of the temple. And for a little bit of a gameplay mechanic here about what Sanctuary Side is, I know people have been talking about it on Twitter, want to know what it does. Oh, really? No, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> over the course of this conversation, we, we, we hit a uh, 100 followers. So that's hey! Cool. 100 follower party! <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, so, this is a mechanic that I'm actually borrowing from uh, my very good friend Thomas Owen. What, what? Designed in a game that uh, Jackson and Tom and Tom's brother and I all play recreationally off microphone just for fun talking about this really cool item which is like a potion that gives you the effects of a short rest but it takes two turns to drink it so like it's two actions to, to chug this fucking bottle of cider because you have to perform like a small incantation as you do it to activate its magical effects and uh, then you get the effects of a short rest um so does hassle off Back. back. It's back. not very hard. Does Hassle Back give us the incantation as well then? Yes, he teaches yes. you how to drink these things such that you gain Lovely. their magical properties. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, cool. So you guys going to like head out, you think, with yep. haste? Cool. So yeah. you leave Gary At a frantic behind. pace, even. At a frantic pace. Hey. What a nice little throwback to that same game we just referenced. Classic. That'll be in the bonus app. Um. <laughs> so you guys head out uh, with this map that Hasselback has drawn you and these sanctuary ciders in hand. And uh, you walk back out past uh, Garrick who you spy sitting there talking to Andrea uh, just about their lives. And, Do I detect a love story? Oh, I'm yeah. getting a weird Torment Brienne vibe. I don't even know why. <laughs> I think because Andrea is, like, proficient in hand-to-hand. And- yeah. So you guys head out, and I'm going to say, because this is just the morning, you can spend, like, do you reckon you're going north or south? Which way is the wind blowing? <laughs> do you, like, go a little, little bit of grass? I, uh, what I do is I, I do the classic, I, I suck my finger... And I hold it out to the wind. That's very good, dude. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, like cool. 4D Alternatively, writing. which hemisphere are we in and which way is the sun going to be blaring in our eyes? Mm. It also won't be 4D unless you go to the person's home and spit in their face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> send us your address now for a little... <sighs> I reckon... <laughs> I like how you took our role there. You were like, this joke's going nowhere. I'm just going to sigh. Yeah. <laughs> beat you guys to the punch. <sighs> Envelope full of my spit? Like, what was the punchline? Yeah. No, I would go to the house and spit on them. The 4D experience. So, uh, the wind is blowing south to north. North Melbourne. That's the way we're going. Okay. <laughs> no, I refuse. Once more. We're going north. <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, you head north for a couple hours and then sort of like you can sort of see a path that picks up through this reasonably steep sort of rocky region that leads up to this sort of raised section of land. As you walk back south along the raised section of land and sort of continuing west as well, you see on the horizon, probably getting towards like mid to late morning, what appears to be a near-perfect hemisphere of stone. A hemisphere, for those of you who know, is a half a sphere. So it's like sitting on the ground, like a dome, like an igloo almost. And I'm going to say that this hemisphere has a radius of about 40 feet. So it's pretty big. On the east side of it, you can see there's a large metal door with these intricate carved patterns on it that look kind of like clockwork almost. On one side of the door, sticking out of the stone wall, there is a lever, like a polished copper lever. And on the ground, in front of the door, there are five stone slabs in a line. You guys are still a good distance away from this thing at this point. This is just you sort of seeing it from maybe like, you know, 100 metres away or so. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to look... Around for any signs of traps or magic. Okay, go ahead. Make a perception check for me. That was the first row. Hey, hey. first row, first yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, It was just a ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, with that, you can see all those things I just described to you. All right. I want to get a little closer and engage my dwarven knowledge of stonework. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Very good. Um, let me just check what that actually means. Yeah, mechanic-wise? Yeah. Advantage, right? I think it means advantage um, on... Stone cunning. Whenever you make an intelligence, brackets, history check, related to the origin of stonework, you are considered proficient in the history skill and add double your proficiency bonus to the check instead of your normal proficiency bonus. So, it's an intelligence check. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. So, you're still not getting much closer at this point. Uh, no, I want to get a fair bit closer. Like, you're about 100 metres away. How much closer do you want to get? 50 metres closer. Okay, great. Go ahead and make a history stone knowledge check. 10 <laughs> all up. Hey, okay. I'll say it doesn't even take that much knowledge about the history of stone to tell that you've never seen a hemisphere of stone that looks this perfect. Like how the Duomo in Florence really significant for its dome. Mm, very good tea. crazy they could build it he's European yeah. now guys check out his Instagram take me back wine bottle nah look mate I always take a little bit of home with me. Yeah. For those of you who can't see T right now, he just brushed aside his leather jacket to pull out half of his patented, I would say at this point, Simru jumper. T's very proud of his Welsh heritage. It's our bastardized way of saying a word that I'm sure sounds more like... Uh, Go on. Give it a like, spin. Yeah, break it off. I, I remember my dad told me it's more like Camry, but it's not Camry. It's probably something like... Camry. Camry. Or like... I don't know. Cymru. Cymru. See? 
It does sound more like Camry. 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 Yeah, there you go. I was doing a bad job, but I was right with that memory thing of it's more like Camry. We all learned something today. So, uh, yep, you you know that it's going to be hard to make us feel like this. Cool. I think we start, like, heading closer, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, as you guys get closer, 10 metres, 30 feet away, I'm going to say you all observe these five panels of stone that are laid out in a straight line in front of the door all fly up off the ground and take up positions in the air held together by strands of what appears to be, like, energy or magic and takes on a threatening stance. One of them forms the head, two form feet, two form arms. Everybody roll initiative. Such a poor perception check. Hey everybody, me again. Just got a couple of things to run through quickly. First of all, I wanted to say thanks again to everyone listening. We just broke a thousand subscribers, which is huge for us, and we're all kind of blown away, so sincerely, thanks. We never thought this thing would be getting this big this quickly. I just want to take a moment here to let you know about another Curio show, starring Jackson and I, and sometimes a guest, and produced by the lovely Grace Chapel. It's called Still Interested, and we watch movies and TV that have been rebooted or remade, and try to figure out why they did that. Episodes come out every other Thursday on alternate weeks to HWA, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. We typically spend one episode talking about the original film or show, and then another talking about the remade property. We just finished watching the original Brendan Fraser, The Mummy, and the 2017 Tom Cruise remake. It was really fun. We're about to launch into Friday the 13th, so it's a great time to check it out if you like horror. Just wanted to remind you that if you like the show, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And if you tweet or Facebook about us, we might give you a shout-out. Thanks. I'll let you get back to it. First crit of the day for me. Hey! <laughs> Always fun to get it out on the initiative. So that's yeah. uh, that'll be a twenty-four for me. Nice. <laughs> what is the initiative bonus? Add two decks. Fifteen. Mine is eighteen. Okay, so the first person to act is Jody. You got this, like, it's large in size, like D&D class size large. It's mm-hmm. uh, this sort of, like, stick figure man made out of large stone blocks. A head, two hands, and two feet. Cool. Held together by energy pillars. Jody cast Bless on uh, the three of us. Hey, Bless oh, up! Yeah. Bless. bless up. Yeah. Uh, and then, so how far away is the creature from us? I'm going to say about 10 metres, 30 so, feet. Yep. Cool. Uh, and then, yeah, draws his bow staff, essentially, and is, like, ready to go. That's, cool. That's my action. Next person to act is DK, Donkey Khan. Uh, so you said it's about about 30 feet. Yep. I've got 25. Am I close enough? Or yeah, yeah, you can get there. Don't yeah. worry about it. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So I will <laughs> rush forward... I assume with it floating off the ground, I wouldn't be able to... So it's not floating off the ground. The two stones, two bottom stones are on the ground. Okay. They're like feet. I will target one of the feet specifically. Neat. All right, go ahead. I'm going to risk that power attack. Oh, power attack the foot. All right. Yeah, here we go. So the roll is 17. I'm getting minus five, bringing it down to 12. I'm getting the D4 from Bless which is a 1, taking me up to 13. Then I'm getting my attack bonus of 5, taking me up to 18. Do I hit? You hit. Yes. Very good. Now I'm going to deal some sweet damage. Rolling my damage dice. Plus the 10 is 23 damage. Fuck me, that's a big hit. 
Okay, all right, okay. Uh, wow, I'm gonna say with that 23 damage, you fucking like cleave this like stone uh, foot that it's standing on essentially in half. And like it like half of it is just like on the ground now. But I am gonna say that that means that this guy's movement is now impaired and that he cannot move. Nice. Very fast. Yeah, he can hop around. Uh, and the next person to act is Drazilia. I'm gonna straight up Magic missile. Hey! Magic missile, this boy. Go on. Nine. Nine damage. Nine okay, damage. so okay. these three bolts of magic come out, and I guess you direct them right at the headpiece, right? If I know Drazilia, yep. I'm going to say that's good. where they go. Directly into the face of this creature. And the next person to act is the creature, who is going to bring down his two fists in succession. He can't move to anyone else, so they're both coming at Duncan. <laughs> and the first one is a critical miss. And the Little s- did he know, repost. The second one is a 23 to hit. Do I get my repost before the... There's a critical, a critical miss. Yeah. The first one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you repost on a critical miss? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Very cool. So, the repost coming in... Yeah, boy. So I rolled 18, 4. That's 22 already, plus my that's 5. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a fine. solid hit. The damage for the sword itself, 7 plus my 3, that's 10. I get the superiority die, which I think is a D8. Yes, it is. 10 plus another 7. 17 damage. God. Nice, dude. Wow, Duncan. Attacks are so jacked. Duncan yeah. is doing work right here. <laughs> uh, okay, well, he hit you with a 23, I imagine. Yeah, he did. So that's going to be a nasty, nasty boy of damage. <laughs> this is one nasty boy. He hits you for seven damage. He rolled Ouch. minimum. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, that's not bad for minimum. Not that nasty. Not that nasty at all. Uh, okay, cool. So next in the order is the Alpha Jodas. Let's go. He rushes forward. Hot 19 plus 6, 27 to hit. Yep. 7 plus 4, 11 on the first hit. Then uh-huh. a flurry of blows. Wow. 15 um, on the first one. No. And then 17 on the second. Yes. Cool. Are you hitting any part of him in particular? I guess the other foot that's on the ground, right? Other foot. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be six damage, uh, and I'm going to knock him prone. Um, you that's a large creatures? Yep. It must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or be knocked prone. Doesn't say anything about... Size categories? Size, yeah. yeah. So that's ridiculous. You could take on like a titan. Just be like... Yeah. <laughs> Monks are cool, dude. Okay. I mean, that beyond cool, that's broken. <laughs> you can, like, like flurry of blows and knock over, like, a gargantuan creature. Okay, next save. 15, beat your save, DC? Uh, well, probably. Okay, so he is not, Six. in fact, knocked prone. That's okay. So, uh, next person that acts is my good friend and yours, Duncan, the fighter. What do you want to do? What I'll say is, Jody, on your next turn... Is it Duncan says, Jody, on your next turn, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, <laughs> what I'll do, uh, Duncan uh, will turn to Jody and say, I'm going to land one more blow on this broken leg of it, and then let's fall back from here. Okay, cool. So, it's Duncan's turn. And I will make a dank power attack. Hey, another dank power attack. Let's with, do it. With that bless helping mm-hmm. me hit. Hit with that extra strength. 18 to hit. That hits. Nice. Man, my power attack plus bless is a good fucking boy. That's... Six plus my three is nine plus a ten. That's nineteen damage on that already damaged Ooh. leg. Okay, I'm trying to really fuck with its mobility. Yeah, I'm gonna say that you like further cut off chunks of this like more already damaged foot, 
Uh, and yeah, at this point, I'm going to say he's like drastically reduced in his ability to move. Like he's going to essentially be crawling and like his movement speed earlier, it says reduced by half. I'm going to say it's like reduced by half again. And next in the order is Drasilia. Can I ask, how far is he from the door? He's like maybe a few meters in front of the door. He was like, he's made out of the panels that were in front of the door. Okay, yeah. I think I want to try, I want to cast invisibility on myself and then run over to the door and check it out and just leave the boys to deal with this guy. (laughs) Okay. This boy's nearly dead. Go ahead. Go right ahead. All right. So you you turn around and you see Drasilia just disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Drasilia's gone. Can I speak as a free action when it's somebody else's turn? Yes, you can. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. Okay. Drasilia turns invisible and runs over to the door. Um, Yeah. Can I know what it looks like? It's a big metal door. It's in two sections. And it has, as I said, like clockwork carvings on it and there's like this polished bronze handle that's sticking out of like a wall panel next to the door on one side of the stone is my turn over you've got like an interact with an op what do you want to do can i try the handle you can try the handle yeah okay Dazilia pulls the lever the lever comes down with ease to the bottom of its uh range of motion and then you sort of feel it vibrate for a second and then it just shoots back up to the top damn it and that's that's all that happens. All right, I guess we're gonna kill the guy. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, I want to, I want to make it clear. Like it, like vibrates for a second. Like it's trying to activate, but then okay. it shoots back up to the top. I guess that's the end of that's your turn. Of uh, so now uh, this stone guy has two fists, and he lashes one out at Jody and one out at Duncan. The one at Jody is a sixteen, won't so. do it, and the one at Duncan is a seventeen. I'll cop that one. Yeah, I know you will, Duncan, because you, my friend, are about to take a very tasty 15 points of damage as this stone tablet, like this big stone tablet was sitting on the ground, just like slams into your little dwarvy chest. Goodness gracious. What do you want? Just under half health now at 20. Bloodied. All right. Mm. Moving right along. Man, you guys have gotten beefy quick, hey? Like, level four, like, you've gotten some fucking abilities and powers and shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, cool. So next in the order is the Alpha Jodas. I believe I'm attacking this boy. Have you ever said on this podcast what the Alpha Jodas is in reference to? Not on this no. podcast. <laughs> that's for fans I'm still interested. Yeah, that's for the real fans. Yeah. Uh, that'll be an 18 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Okay. Uh, that'll be nine damage up top. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to uh, Flurry of Blows mm-hmm. it again. Is 17. That hits. One. And the other one will be 16. Yeah, that, that, that one's at least 16. So that, that's got so to hit as well. 16 doesn't hit. 17 does. No, sorry. 16 plus 7. Oh, and okay. then plus yeah, 6. Yeah, so 16, okay. 17 plus 6. 23. Okay. Yep, yep. They both hit. Both are going to hit. Great. Seven damage on the first one. Mm-hmm. And then... Eight damage on the second, and this boy no longer has reactions. Okay, wow. And so Jody just, like, then backs up. 40 feet? Full movement? Uh, 30. 30 feet. Okay, very cool. So this guy's looking quite weak. So you've, like, essentially shattered one of his feet. This other one that you've been both sort of chipping away at is starting to look, like, also kind of weary. And you can see that the energy columns that support the arms and the head are starting to kind of droop and sag. Like, some of the vitality is coming out of this uh, large stone creature. And that's the end of Jody's turn. What does Duncan want to do? I'll actually make one more attack while I'm still here and then back up. Um, so I will uh, do the power attack. Ooh, that's not looking good. 
So that's a nine down to a four, plus three is seven, plus nah, my three is ten. So I'm going to uh, rush off backwards towards Jody. Okay, cool. So you, you make it about 25 feet back, and of course the, the large stone slabs can't take any attacks of opportunity because they've had their reactions removed by Jody. Thanks and now- for that sweet slap you gave it, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Jody just like... We're still in combat. What, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah, so now it's Drazilia's turn. Drazilia's invisible. You can, like, you turn around from the door. You can see this fucking, <laughs> like, ten foot tall stone behemoth behind you. What do you want to do? Okay, I'm going to, um, I'll do a investigation check on the door. Okay. Cool. Okay, cool. Go, make, go ahead and make an investigation check. World's greatest detective. Mm. <laughs> Minus my... Minus one intelligence, it's 17. 17, okay. Good, yeah. Uh, Also with that, like, looking at the door, you kind of intuit through your World's Greatest Detective knowledge that there's a mechanism that this lever activates that then in turn activates the door. But for whatever reason, this mechanism can't activate right now. That's why it was sort of vibrating. When you, when you pulled the thing down, mm-hmm. you felt like the door, like it was it was trying to turn on the thing that allows the door to then open, but it couldn't. Okay. I hope I didn't now- break the door by cutting this leg. now i'll just kick back oh yeah Yeah. i'll say this i'll say this you also notice that where the five stone slabs have sprung up off the ground to create this creature there are like metal plates in the dirt in front of the door that are the shape and size of these stone tablets it's a okay. shame we all have a, an intelligence of eight, otherwise we won't be able to figure that out. <laughs> How did we not, like, cross-reference it, any of our scores before this? Dumb team. All right, cool. All right. So the next person to act is this uh, large stone slab machine, uh, and it fucking can't see Drazilia, doesn't know she's back there. He spends his 15 feet fucking just trying to... Like, furiously burning towards you guys that you can feel the desire radiating <laughs> off these stone slabs to crush you and uh, now it's Jody's turn he's like yeah. 15 feet away from you yeah I mean I uh so if, he, if, if I'm like in front of the if I've been back in front of the door and he's yeah. moving towards me I sort of like head diagonally away from him mm-hmm. uh without my short bow yeah go ahead make and that just, short bow uh, attack take a little shot yeah yeah shoot at him uh 18 yeah that does it. it yeah that thing that's fine well, it's going to be five damage. Okay, so this arrow sticks into, I'm going to say it's one of the arm slabs, and you see it kind of, like, rock back a bit uh, on this, like, pillar of energy that's sustaining it. And uh, it's starting to look incredibly weary now, but it, it looks like its resolve is renewed. Okay. And uh, you doing anything else? Um, no, I'm, I, yeah, I moved my distance sort of thing, so I'm probably about, like, 30 yep, feet away from fine. it. that's fine. So yeah. next thing the order is Duncan. I will... Actually, make a hand axe attack while I'm still within the ten feet. Okay, then great. I'll move away. Perfect. So I'll throw. I'll whip my hand axe at it with that sweet blessing. Eleven plus one is twelve. Plus five is seventeen. That'll do it. And the damage on that bad boy: seven damage. Man. Oh no! Not again. <laughs> uh... Does he? Does he look like he's suffering from that? Oh, he he looks. Very poorly. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Anything else? A strong breeze. Oh, uh, it's really tempting to burn the action search just to put it in the ground. But it's not worth it. It's not worth the resources. I'll uh, back up. Okay, great. So Duncan backs away. Uh, I guess twenty-five feet. You're yep. out of its range. Cool. It's Drazilia's turn again. Um, I'll go have a look at these metal slabs in the floor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Go ahead. Make an investigation check. Oh no. <laughs> 
What'd you get? Two. Okay. Uh, they appear to be... Wait, two take your intelligence? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so one. one. <laughs> they appear to be metal, metal slabs <laughs> to you. And so if I critically failed an intelligence check, yeah, that, it would zero. be zero. That's right. <laughs> I die? Yeah. <laughs> I think you forget the existence of what the thing you're looking at is. Yeah, you just have like So a, if you had any prior knowledge, it goes. <laughs> you enter a fugue state and you just white out for a minute. <laughs> Without choice, you lick the object you're looking at. <laughs> uh, very good. So, um, cool. The next person to act is this stone slab machine who just burns his 15 feet towards Duncan and he can't get there. Now it's Jody again. Um, Jody's just going like, to barrel towards him and then like double, like two feet, like kick him, try kick him over essentially. <laughs> oh, dude, like a sweet unarmed yeah, strike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, 17 plus... Yeah, that'll hit him. Thing. Well... Two plus uh, four, six damage. Okay, I'm going to say because Jody is such an athletic figure, he sort of, like, comes in, he plants his bow staff and uses it like a fucking pole vault <laughs> and, like, launches this two-footed kick, gets up the requisite ten feet to, like, slam both of his feet into the head slab of this, like, uh, stone slab monster and the head slab goes, like, sliding out of place off the column of energy that it was on, like... Thuds to the ground. Jody lands gracefully on the other side, and the remaining slabs also just fall to the ground. So you've you've defeated whatever was inhabiting these stone slabs, and uh, yeah, that's the end of combat. Nice, cool. Okay, cool. I'm gonna yell out, "Hey guys, I'm over here!" <laughs> and keep your Come check out these these metal slabs. <laughs> and I say, "I licked one." <laughs> 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 it's metal <laughs> cool so you guys head over and you can see all that shit that you heard me describe earlier to Drazilia um, and you can you know spend some time fiddling with the lever if you think that that's something you would do and you can over a period of time come to the same conclusion let's put the stone slabs back on the metal slabs do you think Duncan figures that out that quickly Oh, we're so stupid. With wisdom 12. Yeah? Yes, I think he does. Okay, so... Because this is a child's toy. Yes. One... <laughs> <laughs> Big child's toy. One of these uh, stone slabs is in three pieces. I, w- I roll for arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we just put it how it was. And, and hope that everything's okay. I hope that everything's okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, can I get Drazilia? Can I get your passive perception, please? Twelve. Twelve is not very high. I'm the lowest. Um, okay. Mine's thirteen. And Jody? Um, it may have gone up. No, it probably hasn't. No, probably not. It's probably, it's probably, probably still 15. fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say with your fifteen passive perception and the fact that you're lightly touched by magic, mm. you feel like this radiative magic essence coming off of Drazilia. Well, what where you think Drazilia to be standing? Yeah, I think Jody looks her up and down and, and is like. Looks what up and down. I, I think I, like Jody looks Drazilia up and down and just kind of like Drazilia's invisible. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> work, looks yeah. the space that he's feeling this energy coming from up and down. Yeah, yeah. Like, we points there and is like, like uh, Drazi, are you are you standing right there? Yeah. Are you emitting some sort of magic or something? I don't know. I'm feeling. I mean, I am invisible. <laughs> what do you mean? I just I um. I just got a sense of some of some magic from wherever you are. What have you done while you're invisible? I tried the lever and then I looked at the metal slabs. What if we all tried the lever? Oh, if the um Maybe. if the slabs are in place now? Yeah. Okay. So the first time 
Oh, this is so fun. The first time one of you pulls the lever, you hear, like, you feel it sort of vibrate in place at the bottom of its range of motion now that these uh, stone blocks are back in the location. And then instead of shooting back up to the top of its range of motion, it clicks. And then if you look around behind you at these stone slabs, uh, so if we're going to call them, like, from left to right, if you're facing the door, one through five, you see the second, third, and fourth slab slowly sink into the ground and uh, in sequence, two, then three, then four, on the metal plate that they're resting on. And as that happens, you hear... And then they sort of rise back out. And then a second later, the second slab goes down into the ground. And then the third slab goes down into the ground and rises back out. And then nothing. It kind of seems like... Do they stay dropped lower? No, they go down and they come back out. But the fourth one didn't the second time. That's right. And there was no but third the, tone. But the first and the fifth... Haven't done anything. Uh, Dunkard swaps the first and the fifth. You pick up the stone slab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go, in, the one that's in three pieces and you swap it with which one? So I swap slab one and slab five. Okay. With each other. Okay. And then I pull it again. You pull the lever? Or is it still down? It's still down. Oh. Uh, what the fuck? What if we go and stand on the slabs? Oh, yeah. The three mm. in the middle. Those three? Yeah. Yeah. And see what happens. Okay. You all go line up on the three slabs in the middle and nothing happens. Because you can you can feel this. This doesn't take much intuiting. You're not one of you heavy enough to depress this stone slab down into the ground. They are large enough for multiple of you to stand on. Okay, let's all three of us stand on number two. Okay, so all three of you stand on number two, and it slowly sinks down into the ground, and you hear... And then can I get everyone to make a dexterity saving throw for me? And what is the saving throw again? It's d20+. plus. You should have a, a number for dex save in the box, saving throw on the character sheet. 19 for me. Uh, that's fine. 14... It's 24 for your boy. Okay. Uh, you all see some of the like intricate carved panels on this metal door flip open and darts shoot out of them, uh, hitting like the the array of the stones that you're standing on. Uh, Duncan and Jody are able to duck out of the way, but Drazilia takes three piercing damage. Doesn't matter that you're invisible. They weren't targeting you. It's just a spray yeah. <laughs> at the location of the And the handle rockets back up into the top of its range of motion. Oh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay, so we're at a bit of loss at the moment. I mean, what is different about me? Because it's not just the magic, because Jody is magical as well. So... Um... Wait, was there something about this in the notebook? I don't know. Oh, wait, did, it definitely had advice. I don't know what... I, can't, I literally it, can't remember anything. Well, let's just read it again. What does it, what does it say in the book? I'm going to say that you guys can pull out the notebook and you can see that, like, that magical essence that you felt before was, like, a section of the notebook rewriting itself as this, like, obscuring magic changes to give you information that you need. Right. And right. Uh, the if you open back up to the page that had the information about the Temple of Life written on it, you see that, like, in addition to, like, the, the text which had been written down, which was, those who wish to enter the Temple of Life must accept life for what it is, must accept that in order to reach new highs, it is sometimes necessary to sink to new lows. That you'd already read. What's written 
Next to that, in uh, Valeria's handwriting that you now recognize, is likely metaphorical. Um, and then she's circled like lows and highs and put like question marks next to them. Do we jump when we're on the slabs and that <laughs> depresses it? No, like, you, you were able to depress it when the it three of you all stood on the one. To get to new highs, you have to reach lows. Yep. And we are starting with the lowest note, aren't we? What do you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we two was like the two, lowest. Which was the lowest. It was the lowest of the ones you heard, but there are five panels. Right. Should we all stand on number one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm role-playing a uh, character with an intelligence of eight, so that's why I'm not uh, mm-hmm. offering mm-hmm. the genius uh, that, I, that I have bubbling away here. I'm, you know, I'm Don't really you have a lot of wisdom? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, I, I'm at a fucking loss, whatever you think you've got in your head. Let's all step on plate one. <laughs> no, well, I... Uh, that's very much being facetious. Um, oh, you you don't have any Yeah, no, of course not. Yeah, <laughs> this makes no fucking sense to me at all. Um, uh, does Jody like, like, ha- having read that, like... Can Jody intuit anything from there, or...? Let's go ahead and all make straight up and down wisdom checks. I rolled a one. I got 11. Uh, 13. <laughs> okay, I'll say with the 11 and the 13, you're able to intuit from the notes that says, like, likely metaphorical, being what uh, Valeria has written, and she's circled the words like highs and lows, uh, that, that you intuit that they're not talking about, like, actual, like, highs and lows in your life. And that, like, there are typically usages of the words high and low in association with things other than altitude. <laughs> I think we had put that together. Yeah. Oh, particular importance. Oh, new highs, new lows. We haven't heard them yet. We've heard the three in the middle. We have to hear the new low and then the new high. Let's all stand on number one. Okay. 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 So you all go stand on the first panel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First panel sinks into the ground and nothing happens. And now we run to number five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. You run to number five? five? Yeah. And nothing happens. Okay. Hang on, wait. Where is the lever at the moment? Like on the wall. What? No, like, where where is it? What oh, position it's, it's, is it? It's in? top position where it sits. Okay, 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 okay. Let's let's pull it again. Or should okay. we have two people standing on it and one person pull or is it I think we have to pull it first, don't we? Okay. I don't know. Because it didn't do anything when you pulled it. It just let yeah. us start doing things. Yeah. So let's pull okay. it and then we'll yep. we yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you pull the lever down into its bottom position, and sure enough, the same thing that happened last time occurs. The first three notes ring out, the second panel sinks, and then the third, and then the fourth. And then they all slide back up out of the earth. And then the second panel panel sinks down again, and then the third panel, and then it stops. That's the bit that really weirds me out. Mm. Let's go stand on panel one. Let's okay. try it again, because okay, yeah. it's active now. Yeah. You, you all go stand on panel one, and it sinks down into the ground... And you get a low note ring out. And then, very quickly, the second and third slabs slide into the ground again and sound their tones. Let's just try panel five, I guess. I guess so. Unless, do we do it, like, in order? Or, like, one to five? What Let's try your low and high theory first. Mm, yeah, because I, I think the new yeah. low and new high yeah, 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 might yeah. be a thing as cool. well. So yeah, let's run to panel five and all stand on that. Okay, you all run over and stand on panel five. And it slowly sinks down into the earth. And a high note rings out. <laughs> and then as soon as the, the fifth panel has slid down, the remaining four panels all also slowly recede into the earth. And the door begins to rumble open ahead of you. <laughs> and you it. see the lever sitting in its bottom position. Uh, and you can sort of see it begin to sort of gently wobble. 
and the doors rumble open. Oh, run! That's the start of our two hours, I think. Yeah, you may very well intuit that. Let's. What do you mean two hours? What? We only get two hours in. Like, yeah, this is. <laughs> 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 you want a surprise, Jody? Let's get going. I mean, that seems like it could be the episode. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curanetwork.com.